Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ahoy there. It's the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 265. Uh, come see us perform on uh, the 12th of October, New York Comic Con uh, time. We're going to be at the Best Buy Theater that Friday night. I think there's a couple tickets left. If you go to nerdist.com slash calendar, you can grab those couple of tickets left and come see us. Uh... We're going to have some special guests. I believe a Tig Notaro is going to be there. Uh, and then there's another special guest that you may enjoy as well. So it should be it should be a super, super, super fun time. And hope to see you at New York Comic Con just walking around the floor. Anyway, this episode of the Nerds Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's Oh, can you hear those sirens? Can you hear them? I, I'm recording this in my hotel room in New York. Oh, always with the sirens, New York. A lot of shit going down here. Try to stop the sirens. You can't, because there's they're helping people. Good for you, sirens. Ah, yes, Amazon. So if you go to this podcast page on Nerdist.com, click the Amazon banner uh, on the post, and then you shop as you normally would. Maybe you want to buy earplugs to block out the sirens. I wish I had. Or maybe you want to get an industrial size, even louder siren. You could do that too. That's flawed logic. But it's something you could do. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast, uh, it, <laughs> I owe a huge apology to Rich Summer. Let me give you a little backstory about this episode. We recorded it at the beginning of the summer, months ago. Um, Rich came on. He was an amazing guest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you about why I didn't put this up sooner, and it's a dumb reason. And the times that I've run into Rich, I've explained to him, Rich, here's the reason that I didn't post this podcast yet, and I apologize. Uh, I got a little OCD about it. And here, here, here's what happened. I'm just going to spoil this. We talk a lot about the Frasier theme song for some reason in the podcast. And so I got it in my head that I was going to record a version of the Frasier theme and stick it at the end of the podcast and be like... You know, that bo- hey baby, I hear the blues are calling burritos and scrambled eggs. We're going to do this whole thing. Uh, and then I got busy, and I couldn't record it. And I'm like, well, I can't post this because I haven't recorded the song yet. And then I got busy. I'm like, oh, I still, I'm, I'm still going to do it. I'm going to record this song. Downloaded the karaoke version of it and everything. Still have never had time to do it. And finally, tonight, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Rich deserves better than this. He was an amazing guest. It was because I got it in my head that I wanted to record that thing. So, here's the thing. Here's a lesson. Be flexible sometimes. Sure, you're going to have ideas. You're not going to be able to do everything. And sometimes you got to know when to say, you know what? I'm just not going to get to do this thing. And I just have to be okay with that. 
and I should have done that months ago. So I apologize to you, Richard Summer. I adore you. Uh, you were a fun guest, as people will hear. And, and as I'm saying the idea out loud, it's very cathartic because I'm realizing it would not have been a good idea. So there you go, people. That is my uh, mea culpa, my public apology uh, to Rich Summer, who I throw myself at his feet and beg for his mercies. So, uh, episode number 265, Rich Summer from the beginning of the summer to their homophones. Summer and summer. It's spelled differently. All right. Yeah. Podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. Really, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like when he because he, he's he did the sh- there was this shot with uh, Brian Husky uh, and and Al when they were talking to Aaron Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the um the Brian Husky and Weird Al angle had was done like a year before everything else. Really? <laughs> he had been like working on it for a long time. Oh my god. Um, great. Yeah, it's it's and like when he told me about it, I was like, I'll be an extra in anything. Okay. I don't care. I want to be in it, and then like uh, he's like, "Hey, you're the uh, you'll be the bass player," and I was like, and it was one of the coolest things in the world because there's all these kids and they're playing, you know, "Eat It" real loud on the speakers, and I'm like playing along to the song, which is awesome. And there's all these kids rocking out. And I was like, "Oh God, this feels great." And then I see Weird Al in the corner. I'm like, "Fucking hey, fuck this. This is great." <laughs> well, guys, we're doing it. We're podcasting Are on we? a Friday. It's Good, good Friday. Friday, I think, good isn't Friday. it? It's, yes. good, it's Good oh, Friday. It's a Good oh, Friday. What am I I'm doing I'm not sure here? if it's Good Friday. I better go. It was a Good negative, Friday. Matt Myra. What do you mean negative? I was just respecting my religion. <laughs> I mean, that's negative to you, Jonah, I guess, but to the rest of the world. Would you really be celebrating Good Friday otherwise? What do you mean? I just forgot it was Good Friday. Well, then. <laughs> I'm already not eating. Are you still in the fasting, juice cleanse? So this Are you works. still in the juice cleanse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many days that's now? He's, that's why he's the embodiment of a curmudgeon right now. Six days? Yeah. Oh, man. Only 54 more to go. Are you Wait, seriously? I don't know about this. Well, about Rich, Rich, Rich Summer is here. Rich I, Summer from the Mad Men program. I watched a program on, uh, on Netflix called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. It was a movie. Okay. Doesn't matter. The point is, the guy is super fat in it, and he juices for 60 days. And he's got all these ailments Ju- and things. Juicing means he... Meaning he, not steroids. Right. He right. does a juice fast. He does a juice fast where he just eats uh, juice or drinks it. Whatever. He freezes it into ice cubes the and then point eats is, the juice. The point is that he uh, does this sort of as a thing to get healthier and so he has to stop, he can t- stop taking... Medication for all this. He has like autoimmune disease, this weird thing he's taking medication for, blood pressure, stuff like that. Uh, he does it for 60 days. It all clears up. He's off all the medication and he dropped like 83 pounds and he runs around a lot. So that's, I want to run around. You have to a do lot. it for 60 days. You don't have to do it for 60 days. He recommends 10. Okay. But so I just said, you know what? I saw this in a movie. I could do it. So I'm going to do it. And then he met, he met this truck driver who had the same ailment he has, very rare sort of disease. And this truck driver in uh, like Alabama had the same disease that he had. 
told the guy about the juicing. You know, nothing comes of it. Then towards the end of the movie, you think it's the end of the movie. He gets a phone call from that truck driver saying, uh, I really could use your help. He's like 470, 460 uh-huh. pounds or whatever. Uh, then he... He says, I have to get all this beer. I have to get all this beer to Texarkana, Texarkana, Texas in 18 hours. And back. Aren't they running chowder in the second one? He said, We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound. Just watch Old Bandit run. Is it the end of the movie where they then have to run chowder? Then they go to get chowder. Yeah. yeah. Then they go to get chowder at the end of the movie. Because a really rich guy has uh, Paul Williams as a son. And they. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But anyway, so the truck driver. Uh, does it also gets cleared up? He loses like 120 pounds, 180 pounds, or whatever. So you're six days deep. Have you? Do you are you noticing any changes? Uh, I'm Diarrhea. losing weight. Uh, no, actually, uh, my pee. I've learned that I have that weird thing that if I drink beet juice, everything's red. That's, yeah, that's gonna be out, scary. Whether it comes out my butt or my pee hole, it's not scary because I have shit blood before and I didn't really care. Oh. That is something to actually care about. Oh, way. no, it's okay. Cleared up. Don't worry oh, about really? it. You'll have to get closer on the mic, Rich. Was it a juice fast that cleared it up? What cleared it? What cleared it up? I just time. Right. What time cleared it up all... is the same thing that makes everyone better. He ignored it. Yeah. Time heals yeah. all wounds, Rich Summer. And that oh, makes everything enough. better. Whether well, it's a bad breakup or a bloody asshole. Please just. Yeah. And you know, Which is why he broke up, is because he calls his girlfriend a bloody asshole. <laughs> and that's why it didn't. Uh, I just want you to, you know, just want to monitor that you're okay and yeah, take yeah. care of yourself, and you know, doing great. I mean, I, I know, I know. Sometimes there's the impulse to like, oh, I'm going to do this pizza. thing really yeah. hard, and so you so you decide you're going to do it for 60 days. But I don't want you to be so committed to that idea that you don't along the way give yourself the ability to go. You know, this has actually gotten to the point where it's not super healthy. So I'm going to listen. Yes, I'm, I'm it's listening. like the it's like Dark Knight. Batman becomes an idea, just like the juicing. Uh, Batman the hero I need. is a fake thing. No, it's not. And you're a person in this oh, world. Oh, sure. Juicing's fake too, Chris. Whatever. <laughs> I've never seen a juicer in real life. <laughs> Prove to me they exist. Next you're going to shit on Good Friday like Jonah over there. I didn't shit on Good Friday. You did by working on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Good Friday. This is a big, this is a big holiday when I, because I went to my, I went to All Boys Catholic School. Was did you, what, where did you go to high school? Uh, to public school, Stillwater uh, Area High School in Stillwater, Minnesota. Stillwater, Minnesota. We were just in Minnesota, as you know. I heard. I heard. Fucking I was a little great, jealous. Great place. I love Beer, it there. cheese, soup. I gotta say though, uh, Rich Summer, and I and I hope you take this as a compliment. You in in the season since uh, Mad Men started, you've gotten into amazing shape. Uh... I wouldn't say I'm in good shape uh, or, or uh, anything. Yeah, neither would I. You Thank look, you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I you lost look weight. Very I lost healthy. some weight. You I look very healthy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, and 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 I actually right now am am about uh, 15 pounds heavier than I was in those episodes. Oh. I really dropped off a lot um, right before shooting, and then um, uh, kind of rode that out through the season. And as soon as we wrapped. Um, Beer pizza. Found found the beer pizza. <laughs> yeah. Could I have some pizza with beer on it? Soup yeah. and uh, yeah. Oh, all things. What great. did you do? Um, I actually, uh, uh, boy, did you exercise? Sounds no, like a crazy. I idea. did exercise a little bit. I rode my bike a, a lot around uh, the valley, and then um, I also did just one of those little apps with the you know lose it. It was lose it. Yeah, it was lose it. Yeah. yeah, I did that. How do you you know? I have a pro- I've tried lose it before, but uh, you know, I never know. The ounces of the chicken breast I'm eating, or you five know. ounces the size of your fist. 
What? Figure it out. Five ounces is about the size of your fist. You sure about that? My fists His are pretty fist huge. Your fist. All right, your fist is like seven ounces. <laughs> Jonah's a T-bone. Yeah, yeah. Jonah's got T-bone hands. Yeah. Enjoy. No it. wonder it didn't work. I was using my <laughs> You're fist two and my ounces. normal body size as an indicator of what I should eat. I think. I mean, I, I ended up just kind of making a lot of assumptions and just putting in things that were like uh, comparable. Uh, I, I wasn't like super um, crazy about making sure everything was. You know, totally accurate. I, I I made some guesses guesses here and there. Guestimates, some guesstimates mm. here and there. I really was trying to avoid using that word, and, <laughs> and I got as far as guess <laughs> guesses. Guess if you if they were if you were, if you were eating chicken, they were breastimates. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? I don't get it. What's you're the, the breastimate, Chris. You are. <laughs> I'm the bestimate. Yeah. <laughs> We had a, a we had an amazing time yesterday when the team Mad Men joined us for All Star Bowling. Uh, I don't know if this is going to go up before or after that air, so I won't say what the outcome was. But all I have to say is Pete Holmes. I had no idea what a shit talker Pete Holmes was going to be. I mean, it was magical. But in he, that positive Pete Holmes way, I mean, it was still like it was non threatening, but like heckles that I never would have thought. But they were all like like the 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 good thing, and like you know when when you're heckling uh, Matt Weiner, for example, who uh, you know create created Mad Men. And uh, you know, there's a ch- you're saying things about characters or about things that that I guess maybe sometimes could be taken the wrong way. But the the thing that Pete did totally right is that he clearly is a fan of the show. Loves yeah. it. Every every heckle he did was hyper specific. Yeah. And so uh, Matt Matt could only. Uh, I'm sure enjoy the fact that Pete knew the show so well. Yeah. Uh, Your son likes watching ladies pee. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, were, your wife just let so herself good. go. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite ones though was uh, when Matt was uh, bowling, and then Pete goes, "Sopranos never found its footing." <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he said Andy Richter controls the universe never found its footing. Oh, is that oh, what he said? Yeah, he yeah. said Andy Richter controls the universe never found its footing. I didn't know he did that. He worked. Yeah, he's a writer on that oh, show. Oh, wow. I really enjoyed I, that I, one. My favorite heckle. Uh, now, now we're not even giving away how the, the game ended, but we're still giving away all of Pete's best bits. But he he uh, did get up and do a, a, a Megan Draper uh, <laughs> rendition of cleaning the bowling lane oh, yeah, yeah. directly in the eyeline of Matt yeah. Weiner saying, uh, or no, it was John it Hamm. Was Hamm. Saying, yeah, John Hamm saying, uh, you can't have this. I don't want them to think that you're getting this. Yeah. Uh, just like direct quotes from the show. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, Vince is really good at being mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vin, Vinny. Um, I can see why he got the role of Pete Campbell now. Is, I mean, but look, not. It didn't seem threateningly mean. No, he no, was no. just. Like, it was he's just, just like really good. It at was. It. He's like, a, he's he, good at ball busting. Yeah, like Pete is better at at. Uh, I mean, I, Pete Holmes. I'm talking about is. Uh, but we did talk about the real Pete versus the fake Pete uh, yesterday a little bit, and and Pete Holmes' Pete Pete. Uh, jabs are specific, uh, and uh, yet uh, funny. Uh, Enough that they they're 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 gentle. They're gentle. You know they they're they're meant to be gentle. Vinny Vinny, God love him. Uh, his jams were specific, and um, maybe 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 teetering on the edge uh, uh, from gentle into uh, acerbic. Well, yeah. Or <laughs> the one he did to me was like he's like he pulled out his phone. He was like Siri, who is Jonah Ray? Oh, uh, it funny. didn't come up with anything. <laughs> it didn't come up with anything. <laughs> That's when I pulled out his IMDb. It was like I was like, "You're a great Indian in the cupboard." <laughs> you could have talked about Angel. That's true. He was on Angel. That's right. He's in a lot of things as a as a child. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he he. 
because he had the scruff and then he sort of had the like his hair was a little scragglier yesterday and and he sort of looked like my better looking brother like my better looking <laughs> younger brother i'm like god oh and it's, it's peter he could be peter hart no yeah, yeah. peter hart was the fat brother yeah, so he's three he's three he'll just be vince hardwick because yeah, yeah. vince is the perfect name yeah for like the cooler better looking younger brother he's the one that floats it's around fucking... never got a job but somehow more wealthy out of the brothers you're like the guy that's like real straight and narrow and then peter hardwick is just the fuck up total fuck up yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to cast that someday we'll do that the hardwicks the, the, yeah the, the hardwick boys yeah i'm sure <laughs> It's the old Hardwick boys. Hardwick boys are underfoot today. Uh, but it was really, it was really fun, and uh, I had a great. And you have an amazing bowling form. And I know you say you only bowled for a semester in college, but uh, but I I see that the bowling is in your blood. Well, that means a lot coming from you. Uh, I will say, I was telling my wife this last night that uh, after the 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 day the the match, um, I. Uh, was rem- looking back on it, and, and you'll you'll see if you watch the the show. I'm guessing that there's a moment where I did a a what some were referring to as a granny stance, uh, <laughs> where I threw the ball from between my legs uh, in a straight line, and and I picked up a spare. Um, the reason I did that was because all of a sudden, and I don't know if it was the the. I, I had one 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 small glass of rye whiskey, and maybe I was halfway through it. I don't know if it was that, or if it was just that the heckles were getting to me, or what it was. Were you singing "Bye Bye This American Pie"? Uh, no, <laughs> not yet. With your whiskey and rye. Uh, <laughs> but there was a moment where I was standing there, ready to throw, and uh, I was looking down the lane, and I had my feet in, you know, uh, the stance where I I start every every time, and all of a sudden. Um, I could not remember which foot I took my first step with. And it was, it was like, I was describing to my, my wife uh, last night, it was like I had a little mini stroke where <laughs> oh, I no. could not. And I started to go, and luckily Jonah was throwing out uh, uh, heckles, so it, it gave me an excuse to stop because I took two or three steps. And if you watch, you'll see that I'm alternating feet each time I'm doing it because I'm like trying to remember how the fuck to throw a bowling ball. All of a sudden I've forgotten. Well, it, you know, because there's so much muscle memory and so when you change your form, like when you take the ball by two hands and you go, you you haven't thought about how you bowl regularly in so long that right. you re- it really does kind of, it's a little bit of a speed bump. Well, that would, but, but, but I'm saying that's why I went to the Granny oh, Bowl was I because I, I took two or three steps and I could not for the life of me remember how to throw the bowling ball. So I just quickly Granny threw it. And and it sort of reset me. So the next time I went up there, it was fine. Was it again. all that rye? I don't know if it was that or if it was. I I mean, I just had like a, a little, some little electrical thing went off in my brain that just was like, you're you're. I'm erasing this for one second. You just, you're not going to remember you, which you foot. You did to step just with. describe a stroke, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I that's don't what know that is. If that's, I, I mean, it seems okay. I don't even think I if I I can't think about which foot. Like thinking about now, I don't know which foot I start on. Probably Maybe when I get out right there. Foot. No, I don't think it is. No, it's the opposite foot. Yeah, I from, think it's my left foot. If you're right-handed, you end up on your. Uh, you end up on your. You're supposed to end up on your left foot, and and you're and in a typical. Well, there are four and step since approaches. You're you start on your right. Okay. I'm. I, I take a four step approach, so I start with my right foot and end on my left. But some people take a five step approach, so you can start with the same foot that you end on. I always thought you took a twelve step approach. Well, that's that's in life, Jonah. <laughs> that's in life. I didn't go for that joke because I thought it was mean. So you're doing a juice fast. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't had salt hasn't in a affected while. you hasn't affected you at all. 
<laughs> the pounds Matt's and your falling asleep. If you didn't hear Matt talking for a while, it's because he fell asleep <laughs> sitting up. The the pounds and your patience are just melting away. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know just take yeah, just take care of yourself. Yeah, giving Matt. a guy shit for bettering his life. We're not giving him shit for bettering his life. I I I. I I think it's admirable that you're doing what they're doing what you're doing. You know, admirable. I, it is. You look at old. You look at like pictures admirable. from the first season. Akbar of what? Uh, <laughs> Nerdist podcast. <laughs> this, this, this year on the year's 2012. Matt. The first season of Cheers. If you look back, uh, it's a totally different. George was. Uh, Coach George was there. Oh, Remember when Coach it's was the fat. bartender? <laughs> Remember before Woody, it was Coach. Oh, I wonder if, if Coach had never died, if he would have just gotten Woody Harrelson's all of his film parts. <laughs> After that, uh, Nicholas Colasanto, if he would have just gotten White Men Can't Jump. I'm a better basketball player than you. I can jump. Uh, wait, who? Nicholas Colasanto. I think his name was Nicholas Colasanto, the guy who played Coach. I think that's right. Before Woody Harrelson came on to Cheers, the first couple of seasons was this old guy named Coach. He oh. was the bartender. You don't know don't Coach? And then God, Coach. I do not remember this. Oh my and then God. he that's and then fantastic. he died in real life, and so then they replaced him with Woody. Yeah. Oh. And and shit. and the character, the heart of the character was the same. It was sort of a sweet, dumb character. Coach was just sort of sweet, just super old, but you know, wasn't all there. And so they basically replaced him with a young coach, which oh, was wow. Woody Harrelson. That's crazy. Yeah. Remember what was uh, the comic that had? He was. It was like they tried to do another bar show. Um, I think it was like I think it was also in Boston or Chicago, mm. and it was another comic. Uh, but like I remember, they had a character die. Like the bar, the surly bartender of that show died. As well, and oh, with it, the show, he took the show with him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what I don't the know. Other I'm trying to remember. Was. It's uh, but he was like a stand-up comic um, that like also had a bar show. It was like Cheers, but it was all Jews. It was called Mazel Tov. It was. He was Jewish. And he was didn't, Jewish. Didn't Carlin show? You saw the Irish one. He show, hung out right? at a bar, but he was a cab driver. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was the episode where he just sat in the car, letting the meter run while he had a blind guy in it, saying there was traffic. That was it. The George Carlin uh, sitcom oh, wow. on Fox. What, what what actual first season were you referring to? Of what? <laughs> when you started your sentence. You were, you were saying a nice thing to Matt <laughs> about The first how season looks. of the podcast, if you look at old pictures and now, I mean, like, it, oh, there's, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. considerable difference. I'm much, much more jaded. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, you're, more, you're much more faded. I mean, those early pictures, you can see hope behind your eyes <laughs> and promise for the future. And now it's the best just... is when everyone, like when like uh, fans like like do drawings of us. Matt always has the biggest grin on his face. He looks like he's like he's normally like they make him skipping with glee. I have the biggest smile. That's why. <laughs> Wait, fans do drawings of you. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, and fans. they're good. Yeah. We get we get amazing art from people. That's awesome. There must be a shit ton of Mad Men fan art. No, there, it's, only there are some. it's only that weird avatar Mad Men maker online. <laughs> Mad Men yourself? Yes. It's only that. Uh, no, they they have uh, the, some people have drawn some pictures. Uh, we we were we were done up uh, by uh, this guy Tom Richmond in Mad Magazine, which was uh, awesome. What was, what, what was the is name of your, your what was the name of your Twitter avatar come from? Uh, that is that's that from is Mad. Yeah. What was the Mad magazine? I think it was called Sad Men. Sad Men. Um, <laughs> well, we were up all night, but it home was worth run, it. Home run. <laughs> Why not? Everybody hates uh, Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> what about Mad Mech? Mad Mech! Mad Mech! Yes, that would have totally been the set. That was classic 70s Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking classic 70s Mad Magazine. But that was the fucking thing. when you, Whenever they did a Star Trek parody, it was always the exit prize instead of the enterprise. <laughs> like, it was just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> even Guys, we got to comb through the script one more time. <laughs> What's the problem? It's opposite the thing. Anymore. It's opposite the thing. Yeah. Even nine-year-old me was like, come on, guys. Exit prize? <laughs> really? 
<laughs> really? <laughs> I think the singled out parody was called Single Louts. What? I know. Who uses sing- who uses yeah. lout? Nobody. I was still honored beyond words. You must of have course. been thrilled oh, to see yourself oh, in delighted. Mad Magazine. Totally delighted. I'm glad they're still kicking around. Yeah. That Mad Magazine. Yeah, that show. They have that show that's basically like the animated um, robot chicken. This is the. They have I a cartoon. I didn't even know they had a show. Which yeah. It's on Cartoon Network. Oh really? Yeah, Mad. Really? Oh, right. Yeah. It's all. It's all. It's all just like real, like like Robot Chicken, where it's just quick hit, different types of animation. Uh, just flowing into each other, callbacks. Funny. Yeah, yeah. It's actually. It's. I worked with a couple of the animators at uh, a show I did called Super News, and uh, like uh, they all have a blast there. It's apparently a lot of fun to work there. there nice. There's that. Um, oh, I want to. Then there's that. There's so many things I want to talk about about I, about Mad Men, but I I don't want to because it's the current season, so I don't want to give anything away. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the point? I know. <laughs> It, you know, in a couple years, we can talk about this season. I can't <laughs> wait. We'll have you back oh, on. We should talk about season two now, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we can finally talk about when Harry cracked the code for, for creating a television department. Right. Right. Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was convinced was going to be the story of uh, Bernie Brillstein. I was really like, I brought that up last time yeah, you were on. Right. Like, if you ever read the Bernie Brillstein book, he was at an agency, and he's like, hey, you should have a television department, and I should be the head of it. And so I was really thinking that was going to be. I think Matt would tell you that probably a lot of Harry is is loosely based on stories like that, like I mean, that, yeah, 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 and, yeah, and possibly some specifics from Bernie Brillstein's yeah. story. I'm sure they believe. probably even know they knew each other. Uh, oh, maybe I don't yeah, know, yeah. but but Matt Matt's done a pretty extensive history of those those roles in the ad agency and how it and where they go from yeah, yeah. there. Weiner's really funny too, by the way. He is. Yes, he's real. He's really funny on the show. I mean, I didn't know what to expect because I, I mean. I know, I know you and John, but I'd never met Vincent before, and I didn't really know Matt, and so I guess I kind of thought, like, you know, it could it could be a little low key and somber because you know, like maybe they just you know maybe they just don't want to fuck. And it was, I want to say it was the most raucous episode of the bowling show <laughs> well, we've ever done. Vinny just jumping on Rich constantly, just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and then like Vince and um, like Pete, Pete Holmes. Holmes just fucking grappling. It's it it was it was Vince. Like uh, shouting at Pete while Pete was bowling, and then Pete throwing a gutter and turning around, going "fuck you, Pete Campbell!" Yeah. Like it was <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And it was a magical. It was pretty intense. It was a magical. Oh, Matt, you should have been there. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it. You know, we do the best we can. We well, you guys, will, you'll be at the. You'll, you, there, there's some good, fun ones you get, that you'll get. You to had be a good at. proxy though. Yeah, had a couple good proxy. Had, yeah. had Al and, and Pete. Al was those are good. Al was me. Al was yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, you were the Al. It's Al weird why Weird Al is the most subdued of the group. He really was. <laughs> yeah. Like Al was the most. Al was the he most. Had his head in the game. I, I think. I think even. Uh, he's not. He's not a loud guy. Though. I think. I think even. Even Vincent was like. He's not being that weird at all. He's just yeah. normal Al Yankovic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, what was the one thing that uh, Vinny said when Al was going? He was like, uh, "You're not culturally culturally relevant." Oh, and, like, just, and then Al just drops the ball. Oh. <laughs> it's like it really seemed Jesus like it just went Christ. Uh, well, first of all, he's wrong. Yeah, it's very oh. wrong. Yeah, no, but that's the whole. That's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I finally saw that Thirty Rock that uh, Al was on. I haven't so seen it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, they, uh, it's so they, funny. They, they, he unweirds the sun. Unweirds the sun. I I've said this a million times before, but Al is one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, he is every bit the guy that you hope he would be. Absolutely, and such a sweet, just amazing guy. Super yeah. generous, super nice, and and not uh, affected at all. Do uh, Jonah yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jonah. Wait, no. Uh, very, uh, affected. very affected. Very uh, affected. Totally affected. <laughs> 
So, so since no you're fish. No fish. selfish. No, yeah. since, since you were on the podcast last, have there have there any have there any been any sort of like uh, career uh, milestones or, or or flag sticks that you've put in the ground where you're sort of like something happens or someone comes up to you that you didn't expect and they're like, hey, I'm a really I know who you well, are. Well, Chris doesn't thing. live in that house anymore. <laughs> Uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't live in the house that you podcasted with us no. in the oh, first no, time. No, you no. moved. I moved. I moved. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> Some of his stuff is, though. <laughs> <laughs> like my dog. Oh, <laughs> no. no, no, I, I left. I, it was, that was part of, I mean, I... You know, it was a <laughs> part of the deal. <laughs> well, when our lawyers, uh, no, um, oh God. no, it was a very, you know, it was it was an incredibly um, very respectful and amicable separation. And and I said, you know, the dog should stay here because there's a the, the, the cat is there and they're and their buds, their buds yeah. and and it's just like I don't know, I just didn't want to break up the and you know she was very happy to keep. Scott there, and so it was. It all it was all very amicable. Like Scott's I, such a dumb dog. He's an amazing dog. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is an amazing dog. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, we. I, I was. I was asking. You? I was what's, asking yeah, questions about on, about mile markers in the uh, Rich Summer boy. career timeline. Uh, boy. Uh, I mean, I've you know, obviously, I I, I have the crazy opportunity especially each year when we get to go to the emmys and uh we get to to meet people that uh i am fully unprepared to meet um i don't know if i i don't think i talked about this with you guys they're talking about meeting sigourney weaver no that was like uh there's this party that happens uh the night before the emmys called i believe the night before party that uh like jeffrey katzenberg throws and and uh the invite list is basically um all the people on the TV shows that are nominated for something and then all of his friends. And and it's a very... Everybody seems to go because there's no press invited and so it's like a very uh, cool thing. You you see like crazy people that you wouldn't expect to see at a party. And um, I uh, was walking with my wife and somebody grabbed me on the arm and I turned around and it was Sigourney Weaver and she said, I just want to let you know, I really love your show. She approached you. Uh, she gra- yeah, grabbed my arm. And I. Please say um, a three way happened. Please I say a three way happened. <laughs> I couldn't uh, make my brain work. I mean, even telling the story, it's hard to, to, to do that. Um, but <laughs> uh, she, she just said that she liked the show, and I couldn't say anything back. And I uh, bowed. I bowed. Maybe ten or eleven times <laughs> um, as I backed away, and did you, did you, literally did you he kept saying so sorry. Uh, he kept I saying so sorry. It was weird. Said, I literally said uh, thank you, thank you so much, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, um, thank you, and backed away and walked away. And my wife was sort of standing there, and and she followed me and said, "You just, what are you doing? You just." <laughs> Like bowed ten times to Sigourney Weaver. Like, bowed out. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't do anything. And so the next day, uh, at the Emmys, uh, my my wife was in the restroom in the ladies' room there, and Sigourney Weaver happened to be in the ladies' room. And my wife apologized on my behalf to Sigourney Weaver, and she's like, "Oh, it's totally fine." And then it turned out, uh, unbeknownst to me, that Sigourney Weaver was presenting the Emmy for best series. So that final uh, award of the night, and we got got the award, and we went up on stage. And if you watch, uh, you wouldn't, and 
why would you? If you were to go back and watch that telecast somehow, uh, you see as the credits are rolling, our whole show sort of like uh, moving off to the side and Sigourney Weaver trailing behind with the, the other you know fancies on stage. And uh, you see me walking off stage and then run back on and uh, grab her hand and apologize for uh, how I had acted the night oh, before wow. and then race back now off. See, I thought yeah. what you were going to say is that the, the entire <laughs> cast <laughs> bowed and backed away. Yeah. Going to be, thank you. Thank you. Thank but you. like British fans, it's like... <laughs> but, but I think that's one of those things that... Uh, your brain is literally not prepared to handle unexpectedly and you don't you it's like the adrenaline and you d- you know you go into the lizard part of your brain and you just you don't know I, I, when when uh, I still lived in New York and one of my best friends moved out to LA and he used to take an elevator uh, at a building that that Drew Barrymore had an office in and he would always ride the elevator with her and he said you know there's just something in your brain that that short circuits when you see that person and their third dimension. We see them in two dimensions yep. all the time. Yep. And then as soon as you see that third dimension, it's just a different feeling. It just is, like, for some reason. Which and is why The Great Gatsby is in 3D. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Why well, all the movies need to be in 3D it's now so we can great. condition ourselves to see Drew Barrymore in 40, an elevator. Man. 40 is the next thing. <laughs> uh, but but that, that, that was the thing. I mean, see, just whipping around... And if it had been a poster of Sigourney, we would have been a much simpler interaction. <laughs> Why certainly. can't you be a poster? <laughs> Why are you bowing to that poster, yeah. Rich? I, uh, Why are you taking that poster home, Rich? <laughs> I moderated a panel at Comic-Con in 2010 that uh, for a movie that she was on, the, the movie Paul. And, uh, I, and I, I had a very similar experience with her, but she was so just like down to earth and nice that I, I convinced her to take a prom photo with me. Ha! And so there's a picture of, and she's taller than I am. She's a tall she's lady. She's very tall. Uh, she might be six. Uh, I think she's six one. I think she might be six yeah, one. I, we were really? eye to eye for sure. Yeah, she's wow. just tall and beautiful, yeah, and she's and so stunning. there's stunning. There's a picture somewhere. I think maybe it's on my Facebook of just me uh, prom posing with Sigourney Weaver. It was just it, one are of you my, the girl? Yeah, I, I am the girl. Yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact, awesome. I did play the girl. Yeah. Because I was shorter. By by an inch or two, and and also because it was Sigourney Just Weaver, an inch and or two. I should be. The, <laughs> I'm five ten. That's three inches. All right. I'm I'm five ten. You said an inch or two. Well, I, mean, I always have trouble. Two. I don't know. I don't know who's taller, <laughs> you or me, and I don't know because you're always. We always have different shoes on all the time. Right. Well, yeah, because we Matt's share, always wearing we don't heels. Shoes. You get the shit hashed out. Take but off no, your shoes. No, sometimes I we should get this. I want to figure this out. Can we What's figure out who's taller? Well, yeah, it's not good podcasting, but no, we'll later. someday we'll figure out who's taller. <laughs> There's no difference. There's no shut up, six four. Yeah, yeah. you There's win no anyway. So to you. Yeah, you're the one who just you're the one difference. Hey, fuck yourself. You're the one who just said to me like an inch or two. So you obviously yeah, think there you, is a difference because it would be funny to shut say. Shut up. Oh, okay. I will get Vincent Carthizer in here and aim him at you. No, he knows. He knows me. Siri doesn't. Siri does, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I took uh, I took the lady position in the prom pose because uh, because I feel like uh, yeah, Sigourney would be the dude in that situation. <laughs> she might. I she feel might. like Sigourney would be the dude. Yeah, yeah, she She's could, and I, she I, can kick your ass. I would let her peg me. I would let Sigourney Weaver <laughs> peg me. All right, yeah, I have no problem with, with that. On or what? Yeah, or what or what have you, right. or a, or a baby <laughs> alien, or whatever, because they're it, roughly they're. They're wiener esque. Sure. I mostly come on her at night. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sigourney Weaver. She sleeps above. Oh, come on. Don't fucking. 
Laugh because it's good. Four <laughs> feet above the covers. <laughs> she barks. Yeah. She drools. Uh, and it's, it, it may not be a coincidence that the song I was listening to when I pulled into this building, No Lie, was Dreamweaver. Wow. I believe you can help me. <laughs> I believe you can get me through the night. Get me. Help me. Who the, What's wrong with me? I don't know. You just don't what know 70s music because you're younger. No, you're talking about They made that specifically for Wayne's World. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that foxy lady. Foxy lady, yes. Bohemian Rhapsody. Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. 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 And, of course, uh, the shitty Beatles. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck was her band's name? Crucial Taunt. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I got so upset when I was at South by Southwest. I saw like Carmen, uh, uh, like Tia Carrera on like a lineup. I was like, fuck, she's playing music again. I'm going to go and see Tia Carrera and I'm just going to request a ballroom blitz. And then I get to the fucking venue and it's a band called Tia Carrera. Uh, and I was like, fuck you. I hate, I hate when bands or improv groups use an actual human person's name. Ricardo Montalban? Yeah, I no, know. They, like, well, they it used to be they had no, no, and, and UCB was Respecto Maltabon. I Respecto thought. Yeah, Respecto Maltabon. Maltabon. No, it was the, the Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, became Ruben Williams. Ruben Williams, and that's like John Daly and uh, uh was, was that? Charlie Todd and uh, uh, Charlie Todd from Improv Everywhere. But how yes, do you feel about Dippold. how do you feel about a band the band that cool. called itself Ted Danson D A N C I N apostrophe? That I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. DJ Tanner, I like that. I don't DJ like that because I expect to see DJ. T- um, well, DJ Tanner is a character name. I can I can handle yeah. that. There was a really awesome uh, like crazy hardcore band from Chicago called Charles Bronson. Oh, and, uh, Charles like Bronson Pincho. Oh, build oh, a title if band. I'm here to avenge the death of my daughter who is raped and killed. When I'm going there. to kill you. When I was in, oh, uh, when I was in grad Daddy. school, we did. Uh, play readings, new play readings at the Cleveland Playhouse and they would bring in guest actors and one of the guest actors that they brought in was Bronson Pinchot. Oh my god, that's and, awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I have often um, and uh, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy my time with both of them, so let me preface with that, but I've often compared Bronson Pinchot uh, my interactions with Bronson Pinchot to uh, some of my stranger interactions with Vincent Carthizer. He, he <laughs> Bronson Pinchot, I think, is way uh, uh, sort of for, farther <laughs> down the thing. I read an interview with him, and he just doesn't give a shit. No. Like he he told all these stories about all this stuff that happened, and it like it, it was kind of amazing. He's he's uh, uh, he is amazing. I I in this play uh, that, that we did a reading of. He is supposed to at one point dress as a woman, and and everyone uh, believes that he's a woman. From it's a far, you know, it's like a farce thing, uh, and um, I, my character was supposed to be in love with him as a woman, and I'm supposed to kiss him. And since we were doing a stage reading, Bronson was like, you know, can we just stage the, can we just stage the kiss? And uh, the playwright was like, no, no, I, I want Rich to kiss you. And I was like, I'm fine. I, Bron- I'm, it's gonna be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be. Gentle. I'm gentle. And uh, Bronson was like, yeah, I'd really rather we just say they kiss. And uh, the playwright was like, no, you're, there's going to be a kiss. Wow. And at, at the next uh, break in the rehearsal, the playwright pulled me over and he, uh, this was Ken, Ken Ludwig was his name, and he said, um, listen, I really, really want you to like give it to him. Oh, like, shit. Like really plant it on him. And I said, uh, okay. So like in the rehearsals, keep it, keep it light, keep it just a little. But in the performance, I want you to lay it on him. Oh, like, shit. All right. Yeah. So at the performance, I f- 
full on open mouth. Oh my oh, gosh. Dove in on Amazing. Bronson Pinchot. And he just had this impulse, this reaction of just like shove. He just like shoved me away. Yeah. Which worked for the character. I mean, it was supposed to be the his character was supposed to be uncomfortable, and I think that's why the playwright wanted me to do it. That and uh we Th- th- there was maybe a general feeling that the playwright didn't necessarily want to give Bronson anything he asked for at that point, um, <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty incredible. And Bronson uh, uh, shared some feelings with me after the show of uh, what was <laughs> love, loving what was feelings, that? loving feelings, like he wanted no, to spoon no, no, or like no, no, something no, magical no, happened no, between us. No, so would you like to go on a vacation? Oh, like respect as an actor. And what Barbados you do. is yeah, lovely yeah, this no, time no, of no. year. You guys uh, are gonna be best friends forever. What yeah. anger? What uh, anger? Discomfort. Mostly. So you guys, so basically, you're saying you guys aren't perfect strangers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a home improvement show. He does on. the Bronson Pin Show Project. I yeah, believe. it's so weird. I Vanilla Ice it, also has it runs after Vanilla Ice. Oh wow, same wow. channel, I believe. I will say this: I was watching Beverly Hills Cop three because it's streaming on Netflix, and why not? Uh, and he still cracks me up as Serge. He's he, great. He's Serge. He's really he's funny. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I he's Langoliers. really good. He was great in that play reading that we did. Yeah. Like he's really good. He's just sort of. Um, you know, uh, he might he might be slightly sociopathic. <laughs> that could be, because I feel be. like the, there's no. Uh, I I he did the he did a show after Perfect Strangers. He did a show called Migo, and Migo was all about he was an alien playing kind of a balky sort of a role where he like comes to Earth and he's a teacher or something or I don't know. And I knew some people were working on the show. They're like, yeah, we got to go work on Ego this weekend. Like they uh, they totally. Uh, they did not. They, they, according to these couple friends of mine, they did did not enjoy the process. But um, I feel like Bronson Pinchot might be an amazing podcast guest. Oh, might yeah. be. I think so. Just to get him to tell stories. I don't know if we're laying the right. I don't know if we're laying the right groundwork for him to be on this. I don't think he'd give a shit. Let's get this homophobic guy on the podcast. Let's do this. Let's just put it out there, Mark Marin. Get him on the podcast. No, I just want to hear him do it. I don't, no, we don't need no, to. No, 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 we should. <laughs> well, I mean, we just it. insulted him. No, well, we, we didn't insult podcast. him. Why don't you get him? Yeah, get him on Phoebe. He can come on Phoebe. <laughs> hey, Phoebe, what's hot on iTunes? That's I saw right. you That's guys. Right. Well done. Oh, well, we got our first guest booked. Who is it? Chuck Klosterman. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, America, you're welcome. Chris just said, oh, he should do this one. Well, I talked about it. Chris never moved on it, so I did. Well, that's fine. That's how it should work. I went, I went for it. That's how it should work. Oof. I don't. I don't see any There's problem with rift. that at all. There <laughs> is a, a rift. <laughs> There's a rift between uh, Matt's juices. Yeah, exactly. You start juicing. Starts on oh, podcast. All of a sudden, this ego is starting to get out of control. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get the band together. Everybody, just the bass player. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you stay. You're there the drummer. Just keep the beat. You're the drummer. It's true. Do you play an instrument? Uh, I I play a very uh, bad rhythm guitar. Nice, like a bad rhythm guitar. No, no, not mean like, by like, like a, a bad. All right, I'm bad all right, man. Uh, no, okay. Nope, nope, that voice I've makes never, me sound like I mean, I'm good. I'm yeah, it does. Check out it does. guitar rich. Speech impediment. <laughs> he knows all the chords, but it's strictly rhythm. He don't want to make it cry sing. <laughs> Ever since Chris Can you has play been the only one swing? with headphones, he gets way more into oh, the. Oh yeah, yes. he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even put my finger up against my ear. Love the Sultan. Oh, what a cooler break. And then we come back. What board games are you playing now? What are, what are you enjoying? Because um, as we established on the last podcast you were on like a year, year and a half ago, uh, you're a board game fanatic. And uh, and so what are you what are you enjoying right now? Uh, there's a game that is relatively new. I guess it's a couple of years old now, but there are new uh, is a newish version that just came out called Summoner Wars. 
okay. which uh, is a two-player game. It's sort of a, a like kind of kind of like a, a chess light, but then each each player chooses a a faction to be, and every faction plays differently. And there are several factions that you can I think six or eight come in the base box, and then you can buy others, and they all interact differently with each other. Um, it has a fantasy theme, which I'm not usually a fan of. Uh, I don't really care for that as a theme in games, but but it's a really fun game. Summoner Wars. Summoner Wars. That's All right. the one I'm playing a lot lately. Um, I uh, Someone gave me a... Uh, I, I have a, a Money Python card game. Flux? Yes, Flux. Yeah. How is it? Uh, I is it not great? I don't like Flux. But but that being said, well, for, first off, Flux has about 9 billion versions. There's like okay. Eco Flux and Alien Flux and... Uh, Flux Zombie Flux. Flux. Zombie Flux. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know how it goes. Yeah, you guys yeah, did a great yeah, job. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Monty Python Flux and all of these different. So uh, that card game is actually powered by Plutonium. <laughs> I'm yeah, not correct. letting it go. Actually, not anymore, Chris. Now you can just put in uh, Mr. Peel and a But it, it is uh, it's a super random game, Flux. So okay. you'll it, it it can be fun. And the Monty Python one is good. It's you know it's kind of fun and uh, there are funny little tips of the hat to the movie. But I. Uh, as a rule, uh, don't like Flux very much. Okay. Uh, so Summoner Wars, uh, anything else that people can play as a group that you like? What's your favorite group game yeah. right now? Yeah. Uh, Any non-lonely games? There's one. Now, do you, as, as, as a hardcore game nerd, do you get sort of offended when you go to someone's house and they're like, let's play Celebrity. Everyone no, right? I love Celebrity. Okay, you do I like Celebrity. celebrity. Yeah, no, I like a party game too. Okay. Uh, Mafia. Uh, I like Mafia or Werewolf. It's other, you know, it's cousin. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dixit. Okay. <laughs> you, can't, uh, you can't say the name of that game. Uh, D-I-X-I-T. And it's uh, sort of like Apples to Apples with um, uh, pieces of, of art, sort of. It's, not, it's art that was made for the game, um, but every card has a different painting on it. And uh, so you, you know, as the, as the person whose turn it is, you look at the painting and you say, like, you, know, you can say a line from a song or, or something something that, that that it evokes in you. You could say like, uh, uh, "Turn around, bright eyes." Whatever you put it face down, um, then everybody chooses a card from their hand that they think matches "Turn around, bright eyes." They all put them down. You shuffle them up, turn them all face up, and everyone votes for the one that they think is yours. That they think is the original. Turn oh, nice! If everyone votes for yours, you made it too easy. Or if no one votes for yours, for yours because you made it too hard, then you don't get any points. Oh, that wow. sounds like a great someone game. Someone voted for yours, you get some points. It's a great mm. game. It's it's really yeah. great. And it has several variants that have come out now. There's Dixit Odyssey in the summer. Dixit Journey comes out. Um, not 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 licensed from the band Journey, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's. Although it should be, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, that's a really cool game. I have Slayer Pinball on my iPad. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's great. It's awesome. There's no no better music to listen to while playing pinball. It's fantastic. Did we ever yeah. play Name the Thing with you? I don't know if we did. I think my I think it was a game that um, I, when uh, I was working on a show in the early 2000s, there was a writer on the show named Dave King and another writer named Tom Bell, and I can't remember who came up with it. Uh, they were both tremendously funny guys, but we played this. We would play this game called Name the Thing, and the way Name the Thing works is if I have control of the game, I think of a thing, and then I go down. Everyone, you know, who's in the room, who's playing, you say to me with certainty, "Here's the thing you're thinking of," and then you just describe whatever it is that you think I'm thinking of, and then when everyone goes through, and the more specific, the better. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then when everyone is done, then I basically pick a winner and go. 
you were the closest because I was thinking of this thing and I connect it to that in this way. It seems like it could get real mean. And it's not. It's not mean at all. Let's play it. Yeah, let's play it. We'll play. Right. We'll play. Name the thing. So I'll think of a thing, and then you guys. Uh, you guys. Is it bigger all... than a bread box? Uh, wait, hang on a sec. Okay. Let me think. Let me think of the thing first. Um, I was uh, okay. Uh, okay, make... I I have a thing. But we make assertive. We make statements about the thing. We aren't asking questions. No, nope, saying... you just tell me definitively what the thing is that okay. I'm thinking of. Great. So I have a thing. And uh, let's start with uh, Matt Myra. Why? Let's start with Rich Summer. Right. <laughs> um, here's the thing you're thinking of. Okay. You're thinking of a car. Now, this car is uh, its not made of metal. Mm-hmm. It's actually its made of a very lightweight plastic. Okay. Um, that plastic is uh, impervious to dents. Uh, so much research has been done on this plastic that, that it's, it's been worked out in such a way that no force can inflict a dent on it's it, a 94 except, Saturn. except one thing. Hmm. Um, that thing, of course, uh, being a uh, a clown, a person dressed as a clown. If And that person, for some reason, there's some sort of a DNA thing about it. They don't have to be hit by the car. They don't have to hit the car with any force. Merely leaning on the car will, will force it to crumble <laughs> okay. uh, and, and, and uh, almost uh, all but evaporate. Okay, good. Uh, Jonah? What you're thinking about is a very specific alarm clock, an alarm clock that won't just make a noise to wake you up. Mechanical arms come in, gently rock you awake, and then you'll be able to, with this alarm clock, slow down time to your whim so you can get all the things you need to do to get done, done. Okay, good. No, no, no. Here's what you're thinking of. What you're thinking of is a telescope, a telescope that's so powerful it sees beyond our galaxy wraps back around and can see any point in time from your life. Very much like Quantum Leap, where you can leap in your own lifetime. But what you can do with this telescope, it has a dial on it. And this dial can tell the old you or younger you what to do in the situation, either to turn left, to turn right, to say yes, or to say no. And this enables you to change your life in any way you see fit, thanks to this really powerful telescope. Okay. All right. These were all very, very good things um no, it was tits i knew it was tits <laughs> no <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with rich of course why wouldn't you the thing that i was thinking of was i was thinking of uh, Martin. rudy huxtable coming down the stairs <laughs> and singing <laughs> and i want to know why what he said because he first of all he said lightweight rudy was very lightweight and he said dense and impenetrable and plastic which i feel the huxtable family was they sure. were a dense family unit they were impenetrable and i feel like they were plastic because no family loved each other that much <laughs> and and i feel like the one thing that could have undone the cosbys would have been if theo came home and said i want to be a clown then right, Cliff would have been like son what... son sit down what about Let's my have telescope a that would have let you see yourself watching the cosby show i'm telling rudy <laughs> R U D I. It was an anagram. It was yeah, a, yeah, exactly. it was an acronym for something. Robotic. No, the rest. That <laughs> also meant words. <laughs> words that were <laughs> describing yeah, a thing. Exactly. Yep. So go. yeah. So I. So that, that's why. Five minutes. That's why I picked Rich. <laughs> a molecule on a type of dew in a region of the country that's hit by light in a certain way, and someone else will say something that's eerily close. Like, like you that. do develop this bizarre connection after you start playing a few rounds. And, and it's also the kind of game that there's no preparation, there's no setup. You could just be out somewhere waiting for a table at a restaurant and just be like, okay, I'm thinking of a thing. And then everyone will start telling you what right. your thing is. Fun. So the, the game that Matt and I played on Will Will's uh, Wheaton's show was a lot of fun. 
Oh, on tabletop? I don't remember the name of it, though. What uh, was, we, I was telling you oh, about was the other say, Was it Say Anything? Say Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, so, so we had a blast. Yeah, it was it was like, it's that's like, where yeah. Jonah takes her virginity and then shows up at your house with a boombox over his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Playing my favorite remixes. Every day. <laughs> Every day, this guy. Where, jo- where, Jonah, where Jonah goes to your father and says, kickboxing sport of the future, <laughs> and then uh, and then your dad embezzles a bunch of money from uh, old people. Yeah, and then goes on to father Fraser Crane. <laughs> goes on. <laughs> Thanks, John Mahoney. <laughs> goes on to father. He goes <laughs> from the 80s. Back in time. I think everyone agreed that Kelsey Grammer just came out as Kelsey Grammer, yeah, like yeah, the way oh, he yeah. is now. He was a never kid, a kid. A little kid in school. Ha! No. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a restroom break. Uh, <laughs> sir, you're clearly 45. And <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. I cannot stop singing. I cannot stop singing that song. <laughs> Me and Deanna all the time hanging out. It's just like, it'll just be quiet in the house. And I just hear Deanna go, and I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> They're calling you. again. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> we do that, or it's like every time we hear like a guitar lick, we just do the Roseanne uh, like uh, cackle. And there was like there was a show where what, yeah yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! Fun time. That just brought me back. Right. <laughs> what was your favorite weird uh, '80s sitcom? Night Court. Oh, oh yes. There go. That's still my phone ringer. My phone ringer. Since I was able to get a custom phone ringer. Well, you don't remove that baseline from your phone. I don't know. Forever. Yeah. Fantastic. Now I now I have to see if I uh now I want to call you and make your phone ring. My phone's off because I'm doing a professional podcast. Yeah, I'm like somebody. Oh, what which one are you doing? What the fuck? It's gonna be great. I'm doing it like four o'clock today. Uh, it's called think, Never Not What the Fuck. <laughs> I don't think Marin's going to be Never like, what the fuck, let, bang, let's bang. dig a little deeper. Let me hear your ringtone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah that's that, that's the way you're going. It's booting up. It's an Apple. Thing. It's not going to. Oh, you actually shut your phone off. Oh, yeah. yeah he's very professional. You didn't just go well, into airplane mode. Things all get. You know, I, I've been pretty, you know, like when I'm on planes and they're like, your phone needs to be off, not just in airplane mode. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And no, I just no, put that it in one I always mode. go in airplane mode. Yeah. But if I'm at a play or on a podcast, I actually <laughs> turn it off. Yeah, well, especially in a play. Like, yeah. you don't want to. Last night, I went and saw good people at the Geffen and uh, three cell phone rings in the oh. play. Oh. And one at the most dramatic moment in the play where there's like this horrifying, super tense silence. And that fucking ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> and I was like, are you goddamn kidding me? And it has to be that ring, too. It can't be even like maybe a cr- like crickets. They're going to have something. to start saying like no cell phones. Well, like, okay, in Minneapolis, I walk by this orchestra hall and it says no guns allowed oh, yeah, that's in Minneapolis the now. orchestra hall. It's terrible. Who brings mm-hmm. guns to an orchestra? I know you can carry firearms in, Min- in Minnesota. Well, it- Here it comes. Harry Stone. Marky Post. Richard Ball. John Larroquette. As Dan Field. Apparently those guys don't get along real well anymore. Because you remember when 30 Rock did that? The reunion? Yeah. From from what I hear, oh, and I good. didn't hear anything. Uh, I don't remember even who told me this, but uh, I believe it was I believe it was uh, Harry uh, Anderson who said, 
I will only do it if John Larroquette doesn't do it. And uh, Larroquette was apparently on board to do it either way. But Harry Anderson, uh, they had you had to have Judge Harry T. Stone. You kind of so, have uh, to have Harry. So they had to lose Dan Fielding, which is a bummer because Dan Fielding, of course, audience favorite. Was the character. Yep. Uh, yeah. He what? Maybe uh, that was. Well, Nightcore introduced us all to Mel Torme. Let's be honest. Absolutely, <laughs> and Bugs Bunny. It, it, it yeah. introduced Bugs our Bunny generation and... to Mel no, Torme. No, no, no. He didn't exist. Nightcore made him up. Yeah. No, he was a <laughs> guy. Don't think so. It's like the monkeys, Chris. No, the Nightcore made it up for the TV show. Matt, Nightcore introduced us to Richard Mall. It didn't introduce <laughs> <True>. us to <laughs> Marshall Warfield. Marshall Warfield yeah. or Selma um, Bull. Selma, who was the original? Oh, Selma, oh God, Selma Di- Diamond, right? Selma Diamond, Ooh. yes. Wow. Oh, your honor. And then she passed away. Yes, she did. And then we got uh, we got Marshallfield. Uh, Max name? Mac is, was. Ma- is it Max Robinson? Charles Robinson. Charles. Charles. Yeah. Robinson. Yeah. He oh the, wow, uh, digging deep into the brain. Right? That Rolodex is in there. Thanks for being there for me, brain. Nah. I appreciate that. I forget what day it is, but I can remember Charles <laughs> Robinson's it's name. Thursday. Start to do some spring cleaning, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Night Court was. Night Court was really uh, for me. That was also one of my favorite shows. Just that show that was where, where they really went from just kind of being a regular workplace comedy and it just started these surreal oh, storylines. Totally and all the magic tricks. I mean, it was like the, the characters were bonkers yeah. on yeah. that show. It was great. It was a borderline fantasy show. Like there was a borderline. Absolutely. Like they were on this. They were on some sort of a cusp of a magic realm. Well, it did without, go. I mean, didn't Bull like end up going to space? Or yes. Something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it went. Yeah. It, it went. It out went. There. That was yeah, the, every went. time they would go to the cafeteria. Uh, they, they could have any type of character from any part of imagination be in that room yeah. because they, they were always like the people who were like you know being held for something or they were always in the cafeteria yep. yeah. they run into just like wacky weird i mean yeah. you know Harry I, I Anderson that. was one of those guys that when they when they used to do stand up on SNL yep yeah he would do stand up on SNL like like Harry and Joel Hodgson Joel and Hodgson, guys like yeah. that they teller Penn and Teller, they would actually do stand-up sets, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss that. I wish they would. I mean, they're never going to bring that back, but no. I, it was always it always because it always made it feel like like a full, like a true variety show. Yep. Um, but yeah, maybe it maybe it took away from the sketches, the variety, the sketches, the show. <laughs> yeah. Bring back G.E. Smith. That's what I say. Right? Oh man, at least this Amish-looking bass player who looks like he was in the movie The Burbs. <laughs> Where are you going, Pinocchio? Everybody looks like they're in the burbs to you, Jonah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, one, it's an underrated movie. Joe Dante for life, man. I wouldn't <laughs> say Joe Dante for life, but I will say it's an underrated movie. You don't like other Joe Dante movies? Didn't he do Gremlins? Yes. I'm ov- way over Gremlins. Really? Way over Gremlins? What a does not I'm under up. it. It's fucking me right now. <laughs> uh, does Wait, not what hold about up. matinee? You like matinee? Uh, John Goodman? I only saw it in the drive-in. You should Once. check it out again. It's, a, right, it's I'll it's, check that it's out. Very again, nostalgic. Well, that's we're, the problem. You saw a matinee at the drive-in. You can't project on that screen. Oh, so you're over Gremlins. Did, did you see it recently? Did you see Gremlins <laughs> recently? Christ. Yes, I saw Gremlins maybe two years ago. I with the intent of like, oh, I'm gonna just go down memory lane because I'd watched Goonies. Yep. And Goonies totally holds up. Yeah. And then you sit down and you watch Gremlins. It just doesn't hold up. Where Where does it fall apart? Well, it looks like shit, first off. Like, it just looks terrible. It just uh, looks 80s. The way it's shot. Well, not just because it's 80s, because there are plenty of 80s movies that don't look like shit. I mean, it's just, it it just looks like shit. The acting is god awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And the story is, uh, look, I know it was Listen, preposterous. Listen, if your dad anyway, died in a trim chimney, you would trim, feel trim, that same way. Trim, trim, I couldn't even get it out. It hurts so much. Trimini. <laughs> but Phoebe Cates. Absolutely. Yeah. She holds up. <laughs> she did fine. She what's the guy? Up. What's the old the old guy? The Vietnam vet guy? 
Oh, uh, Mr. Butter... Uh, oh, the actor. He's in like every Joe Dante. Yeah. Uh, that, that, the, the old guy. H, right? What? Was he in Tremors? Is he the guy? No, he's not the guy from Tremors. No. He's at the, uh, that one. He's in he's in Matinee. He has a he has a uh, he's in the Burbs. He's one of the trash men in the Burbs. Oh, right. They were just talking about this on uh Smodcast too when I fucking What? The the guy that you're guy? talking about. Yeah. He also had like he was in an episode he's of Erie, in Indiana. <laughs> wow, you, uh, you it's wow. amazing that you You're know. not even looking at your phone yet. <laughs> Once you pull out that phone, we're gonna get a whole thing. I know. That's what I hate about the phones. It's like like the bar time arguments, or like just when you're talking about it's like, no, he wasn't in that movie. Well, we'll figure it out eventually. I read a thing that said that uh that our memories as as humans are uh deteriorating because so much of our memory is stored in Google, is stored in the cloud, basically. That, yeah, that uh, we don't have to access it. It was as uh, much. Dick yeah. Miller, Mr. Futterman. Yes, that's right. Oh, who probably he looks like an actor that I seem to recall was probably in a Twilight Zone episode or two. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's in a he's in a bunch of stuff. I think he was in some Tales from the Crypts too. Uh but yeah, what you're saying actually I think Pete Holmes has a whole uh chunk about that, about how remember how that thing you weren't really sure about it and like how good it felt when you would find out the answer and it'll be like, Oh man, oh like you know, like the yeah. knowledge now right. that you have that you figured out on your own. And then like he says, like now it's just like you get that right away and it becomes less and less, you know. Exactly. Oh, awesome. I didn't know Hoyt Axton died. Where was I in October twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine? Where were you? You're I was not in Helena, MTV Montana where he died. You were reading single louts in Mad <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> Just going, those were the good old days. Because in 99, the show was over, and I wasn't working. Single oh. wow. Well, in, in 99. Uh, you were probably drunk. Then. Shipmates was right Truthfully, around the corner, Chris. <laughs> it was. That, 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 big old, that big old cruise ship was coming around the bend. <laughs> were you ever on the cruise ship? No. You, forgive me, I've never seen Shipmates. No. no, and you know I wasn't. And, and the reason that I, there were a couple reasons why I wasn't. Number one. Insurance. All of the crew was like. Ugh. It's just you know like they basically they said like it's just gross. Was it like, like a don't... skeevy barge that they purchased or something like that? <laughs> no, it was a cruise line, but it just wasn't. It was just it was sort of the, uh, <laughs> the bargain. It was the uh, the white trashiest. Uh, oh, carnival. Uh, uh, I don't I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. But according to the crew at the time, and uh-huh. you know whichever cruise line it was, they they were like, yeah, you're go, you're okay. But but really, sort of the main reason was that um, I had. Uh, I was supposed to go back and forth from L.A. to New York every other week to shoot the wraparounds for Shipmates, and then uh, and then I was there for September 11th, and then so I just stayed in New York to just finish out doing the show, and I just didn't, I, I was just too, I just didn't want to travel. Well, you could have gone on a boat. That would have been safe. But I had to get, get to Miami to, to get on the boat. A lot of cruises go down New York to Miami. Yeah, Who cares? me, just me, <laughs> but only uh, me. So, I, so at the time, I was I was too drunk and too paranoid to travel, uh, because you have to remember that at that time in New York, every single day you would you would hear, and this went on for a couple months. You would, and it finally the chatter finally died down. But you would hear numerous times a day from just all different types of people. Yeah, my uh, my uh, my brother's cousin has a roommate uh, who's a who works in the mail room at the FBI, and uh, they're the terrorists are going to attack the water system tonight. Like the the yeah. chatter made you afraid of everything. Remember when the grid went out in New York and they thought that was terrorists? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember walking down this walking down one day in a couple weeks. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember walking down a couple weeks after it happened, and I saw these like weird things floating in the air, and I'm like, ah, it's a biochemical attack. And then it just turned out to be like they were like pillow feathers or something. <laughs> That's a very weird thing to be in the air. Just well, but not not air. if like someone like shook something out from their window not and it's just know, like the in big house kitchen in the fifties. Everyone, you know, bringing out their. <laughs> <laughs> People still dry stuff on lines in New York. Yeah, they still dry stuff on Anyway, so, uh, so that, there's a long this way of saying... This might be unpopular, but one I of the miss 9-11. That, well, that's... Yeah. Which one? <laughs> Cut that out. Um, Did you just glance at the clock to see when he said yeah. that? Yeah. So you can I'm, I'm, doing it, I'm doing it to protect him. September 11th, 1999. Dave Matthews in New York. Good show. Okay, you, you've just justified that, so I'll leave I'm it in. I'm just saying. Okay, does good. that a lot. He's like, in 9-11... They filmed uh, it for the spotlight uh, special 9 11, 2001. <laughs> 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 Just go back to... No, no, no. Yeah. The one with the terrorists. No, no, no! Oh, I mean, I mean, the no! Dave Matthews band. They are terrorists mm. on your ears, the right, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> No. We can never remember the other thing they said. Yo, it's, it's you it's guys. The pizza. The pizza. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? It's a Stella, Stella sketch. sketch. Oh, 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 oh. What do you guys like better? Uh, us or the pizza? <laughs> you guys, the pizza. <laughs> and of course, then it goes that on for, for yeah. a minute and a half. <laughs> that was one of the original shorts, right? That wasn't yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's on the shorts DVD. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a long way of saying I never went on the cruises. Well, gotcha. thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. In Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants, she has a really good uh, story about going on a cruise ship. And then they had like, a, like there was like, it almost blew up. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was like a real scary, like they had to stop and then just turn around, like and end the trip early. I've been on cruises since. They're all, they're all right. You've been on it. cruises since? Well, yeah, I, I, Nickelodeon sent me on a couple of cruises for because oh of Barnyard. And they were actually really fun. Um, the, the, the cruise to Mexico was amazing. It was a few years ago and the swine flu scare was happening. And so the, the, like no one wanted to go to Mexico. So the boat was mostly empty and it was great. Oh, that's awesome. I believe that cruises must be fun. I understand that. But <laughs> I believe I, the cruises I, are a future. I'm I, I have trouble picturing what is so fun about it. You know what it is? It feels captive to me. Yeah. It, you know, you think that and then you get there and the cruises are like floating malls, basically. And so right. they're so Trying fucking to, huge. Yeah, but then why don't you just go to Vegas and walk around in the mall? Because you know what's nice? It's it's nice if you if you have a room and there's a balcony and you come back to your your stateroom late at night and you just mm. kind of sit on your deck Stay and it's room. just it's just beautiful outside like just like you just hear the ocean like the ship just cutting through the water and if the sky is clear it's just really calm and and I loved um I would run the ship had a, a track all on the top deck oh, that's kinda cool. and then so you know you're just like just running laps around the track and you just can't see anything in any direction and you just feel you, you're safe enough because there's thousands of people. Like, you feel safe enough because, you know. Tell that to the uh, Titanic. I know. Oh, geez, keeping it topical here. <laughs> Fur. Oh, I wish I had a fucking uh, boat horn burr. on the instant replay machine. right ahead. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. I don't get it. But what are you guys talking about? We're talking about the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, great. Uh, That's, uh, when great. You, uh, which is when uh, what I call when I take shit a shit. doesn't go down. Thank you. The rich pointed at both of us at the same time with a knowing nod. These two guys know how to take it brown. Uh, we just went from reenacting the Titanic to a shit joke about the Molly Brown. Uh, Jesus Christ. 
Uh, oh, if we hell. don't win all the podcast awards for this episode, yeah, yeah, all exactly. one or two podcasts. I just want to keep awards. going too. Yeah. Yeah. So much you for know, the Peabody this yeah. year. We're not getting the mm. Peabody. You know when you take a Jack? That's when it just sinks right away because it's a cold day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Does he sink in that way? I've never seen Titanic. Does he sink? Oh, you get it. Uh, right, good news. Sink. It's gonna you be get him the underwater. Theaters. Spoiler alert: He. Drops. I know he dies. Get that. Well, did you think that he was uh, maybe uh, hanged or shot or uh, <laughs> the boat sinks? That's yeah. the thing. That's the other thing. He, he, he picks a fist fight with the iceberg. No, no, no. He guys, falls and breaks his legs. At, right, right as he's right as he's floating away to safety. <laughs> right as he's floating floating away to safety. Uh, these uh, sea wolves jump uh, on the yeah. boat oh, and from Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, from the Hunger wolves. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Sea, sea wolf starts playing on the deck. The remaining the, deck the band. is uh, <laughs> Earwolf. Uh, so Scott Ackerman Jeff, shows up. Jeff Ehrlich shows up and, and beats him up, <laughs> and it's, it's like he just the yeah. I that was Ulrich. It's Ulrich. Ulrich. What did I say? It, Ehrlich. Ehrlich. Oh, right. Jeff Ulrich. Ulrich. Oh, it's like Ulrich, like crazy. Lars Ulrich. Yeah, like Lars. Nice, mm. but spelled differently. I think Jeff has two L's in his name. I believe. Oh. You guys are throwing blow my mind here. Nice guy. Those Great those Airwolf folks are good. good yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, um, Lars Ulrich, total dick. <laughs> I have a good Lars Ulrich story. He does have a good Lars Ulrich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you better tell it. Well, what if I want to? All right, what if you, you want? You want to save it for? Do you want to save it for your stand-up else. comedy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. That I'm going to save it? Yeah. No, uh, it's fine. Go ahead. All right, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want to buy. I want to pay money to hear it instead of just talking <laughs> to a friend. Yeah. That sounds great. No. <laughs> oh, I'm, sweet. Like, I'm talking to a friend. And I'm also fucking talking to like hundred thousand people. Um, <laughs> or wherever our numbers. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that shit, man. Yeah, People yeah, aren't yeah. going to remember Zen. this. So no, 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 no yeah, yeah. Okay, screen? I'll do it. Um, I was, uh, it's actually, because uh, I have a, it, it takes place at this house, uh, uh, my friend's place. He was having a party. There's a bunch of people over. And it's the same house that if you, uh, some people know, I have a very uh, weird Courtney love story where I play Truth or Love with Courtney Dare. Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Truth or love. Okay, truth or love. Truth or love. Oh, can't they be one and the same? So I get, but I play truth or dare with Courtney Love at the same house. So I was there a couple years later, and Lars Ulrich is there, and he's just fucking out of his mind. Out of his mind on white drugs. And um, uh, I, I don't well, know like how, what is it, like, yeah, what, yeah, it exactly. what constitutes what constitutes <laughs> slander? I don't know, but it is really everything that happened. So like um, we're all hanging around, and uh, my friend present like uh, like, and I'm obsessed. I was I was growing up. I was obsessed with Lars Ulrich and Metallica. I got my first drum set was like a White Thomas set, just like his, you know. And uh, I, was, I was really, but he was like talking, and my friend's like, hey, you know, Jonah does stand-up. He's like, oh, yeah? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I, in San Francisco, we used to go see Sam Kinson all the time, and he would do this thing where he would get up in your face. And I was like, oh, don't get up and get him. And then he starts, like, he grabs my, like, my collar and starts screaming in my face, doing a Sam Kinison impression. Oh, God. He's like, oh, it's great. It's great. Hey, let's go upstairs. <laughs> and so me and him and a couple other guys go upstairs uh, for more caffeine. and um, You went? Yeah, well, it's fucking Lars Ulrich. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, Because I was drunk enough to be like, this is like just insane. Are you and talking my, about nose caffeine? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the kind of nose caffeine that makes you just want to talk about Tom Petty for hours on end. Can I have a, uh, can I have a no-foam uh, uh, nose latte? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's my theory on, uh, on that stuff, is that if you do it enough times, you will end up in a bathroom talking about Tom Petty with somebody. <laughs> 
but this wasn't one of those nights. <laughs> so we were you up. Didn't in, do enough. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so we're up in the, this uh, room in the house, and uh, and he like he's just going on and on about this uh, this acoustic cover of Run to the Hills uh, that was uh, in some movie. He's like, he's like, yeah, you guys ever seen that movie? We're like, no. He's like, oh man, oh, oh you you, uh, you know what? Does this computer go online? The guy's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll just I'll just download it. Wait, wait. How long ago was this story? Uh, this was in 2007. Does this computer go online? Yes. <laughs> yes. In 2007. In 2007. I don't think it's called a computer if it doesn't yeah, yeah, go yeah. online. He really it does was... sort of represent the voice of the music industry yeah. and has for any years. Exactly. Does this, this computer... Does this computer go online? My friend's like, yes. He's like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and download it. And if you remember anything about Oh, he was one of the first Lars voices oh, against the one he was like the Don't main steal guy. music from yeah. He's the one that sued children because they had downloaded a couple Metallica. In the songs. days of Napster. Like this is in the yes, days of Napster, was, like yeah. like oh one. He was 02, the, he was maybe? the guy. He was the voice. It was him and Chuck D, I believe, were the guys that were suing kids. Why the fuck weren't you testifying? Against <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so he yeah. said so he said so he's like, he's like, I'll just download it. Everyone goes, Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like and everyone kind of gets quiet because everyone immediately thinks about like all the t- like this is that's what he's been known for now is because of like doing that trying to sue Napster, and um and then like he's like oh yeah yeah it's okay man I have like an ultimate hall pass when it comes to this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. What a Go fucking yeah. Fuck this fucking billionaire uh who you know cries while selling all of his fucking priceless art pieces in some kind of monster. It's like he's like oh, I got so I got an ultimate hall pass and like what what the fuck does that mean? And uh, like, and he just starts downloading it. And uh, what I what I say is that like that's as bad as um, uh, Hitler. Yeah. Or it's it's as bad as uh, if Hitler was downloading modest Yahoo tracks. <laughs> I, that is an amazing story. Wow, yeah. What a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. The well, worst. someday maybe we'll get you to. You don't have to tell it today, but someday. You, well, you should save your Courtney Love story for the stand up because it's it's, well, it's it's on the first record. Oh, it is it's on the first record. Mixed up plumbing. So yeah, I could say it whenever you want me to. It's a it's a good story. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Truth of love with Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked that you didn't realize it until you were f- all, all the, way the way through. through. It wasn't truth or love with, wait a minute, uh, I messed up the thing. I almost said Courtney I Dare. Really no, you, you wrote yeah, it yeah. all the way through. I like Courtney Dare. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her show, though, sucks. <laughs> oh, no, truth or love <laughs> is <laughs> fuck, It's tanked, the numbers. Are, I don't care about numbers at all. No, no, I, you know, no, no exactly. But the Style Network's going to probably can it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when the Style Network gets canned? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen I'm is just hearing our laughter echo up the They're gonna start. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the whole staff of the sound that were just stopped yeah. and went. I think someone said it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, they Tia Tamara are both crying it? opposite t- tears. <laughs> what, they, what they should have is just like they're, they're, there's gonna be so, like some channel is gonna have like a battle of the cable networks, and then yeah. like they're gonna it's gonna be a reality show like to keep the cable channel networks oh. alive. Fucking depressing for everyone yeah. in this room who's on basic cable. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah. Anybody? Oh yeah, all, all, four, of us. all, all <laughs> four of us. All four of us. I've barely ever surfaced on yeah. network television. I don't. Yeah. I think it's maybe only hey, happened. At least to... your guys' networks wins awards. Ah, it's just, you know. Hey, well, we won a Webby on Web Soup. <laughs> oh yeah, we won a Webby. Did we? Or did we just give ourselves an award? Oh no, we gave ourselves awards. That's what time. it was. Yeah, yeah, we we did the Web Soup Awards. Oh, yeah. that's what I have in my desk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, down, yeah I don't think we actually won. No, 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 no. Oh no, my gosh, it was a fake <laughs> thing that we made up. 
Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, it's still yeah, more special because it came from us. No, leave it on the resume. Leave it on the resume. <laughs> we sure did make a lot of bits. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Matt, listen, listen. Would you rather have, like, a really expensive car or a really cute model sloppy car that your kid made? Right? Yeah, real expensive car. Oh. Yeah. Well, then yeah. you probably want to just throw that thing away. That's <laughs> all you It's I not see. an expensive car. We, we, we made one of those and sent them to a guy that was made out of chocolate. That was a, we had him filming oh, himself eating the, eating the award. Eating the award, yeah. Well, uh, Rich that Summer. That just made me fucking really hungry. God damn it. <laughs> well, I think you're. I, 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 juice? I'm, impressed by your, I'm impressed by your willpower. And, uh, and just I'll keep checking in with you to make sure you're all right. Because uh, I love you and I want you to be okay. Appreciate that. Okay, good. Uh, and Rich Summer, thank you so much for being here again. Thank you for Any, anything me. you want to? Because you're, you're going off to do a play, right? I am. Yeah. With who? That was odd. Harry Anderson. We're all going off. Uh, like Rich isn't enough. In the play with you. Yeah. Uh, Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory. The lead. lead. Give the listeners what they want. <laughs> Uh, well, Charles Kimbrough from Murphy Brown. Oh my God! Wait, who did he play? He was like the head news guy on uh, Murphy Brown. Oh, okay, yeah. And the uh, real stern guy, Carol Kane. Yeah, yeah. Murphy yeah. Brown's what I call it when I take a shit that won't go all the. I'm sorry, I was just trying to bring it back. No, that's a single. No, 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 Mur- single Murphy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, Murphy Brown is when it goes on for miles. Oh, hey. nice, nice. I that was the Brown. other character from Miles. Yeah, it's Miles. Yeah, yeah the character Miles. Oh, yeah, glasses. Um, uh, yeah, and we're doing uh, the play Harvey. I, I, I have a small part in it, and I'm very excited about it. So you're gonna be in New you York for a while. I'm gonna be in New York. I don't play the rabbit, but you're only the first person to ask. Just kidding. The 900. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're 900. Like that's a special number. Right on the nose. Ding, 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 don't ding, be sad. Iceberg. Don't be sad. Listen, I just say things. <laughs> hey, you know what, Jonah? You when I a... ask my phone who you are, it pulls your contact up. <laughs> <laughs> you matter to Matt's Siri. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking Vinny. I gotta fucking punch you next time I see you. So basically... Fucking Pete Campbell, bitchface.tumblr.com. So Siri, so Siri yeah, basically... Say, does Siri... Oh, wait, hang on. Who is Jonah Ray? Hang on. Here's the contact information. Oh, see that right there. So basically, Siri's saying, I don't know. Ask yourself. <laughs> well, it's trying. Yeah. The contact information was for information. <laughs> it was just the numbers 411. <laughs> just telling up. me to contact yes. 411. <laughs> well, Jonah, you're our own little web soup award. <laughs> <laughs> we created you and we'll discard you as soon as we forgot that we created you. When does yeah. your play open? Uh, we open June 14th uh, at Studio 54. Uh, on on the Broadway. Excellent. Rich Summer, it is always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for being on the bowling show. Thank you. Uh, All-Star Bowling, uh, which uh, will hopefully be up by the time this goes up, just in a couple weeks, so that uh, people can listen and then watch. (laughs) And uh, and it's always great hanging out with you, man. Likewise. It's good to see you. Thank you. Rich Summer, this is Chris Hardwick inviting you to enjoy your burrito. Unless you're Matt Myra. Please don't enjoy it. <laughs> just, just blend Enjoy it, your juice Rito. Blend that burrito. Enjoy your beet. If I put a burrito, burrito in a juicer, oh, I might do that when I get home. Because yeah, the not? shoot's probably big enough. <laughs> oh, that's kind of gross. I don't know what it would come out like. That it would be disgusting. It wouldn't be that different of a consistency than what what it is. Like a burrito is just kind of messy inside. Yeah, but a juicer, like it'll take away the everything and just leave juice. It's not like there's no pulp or anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like yeah. The, the husk of every bean. Yeah. Will be so you'll just so you'll just get bean water. Yeah. Okay. Beans are something you can drink. Yeah. I'll get back to everybody on the bean juice. 
bean juice next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.